0: Twenty-two sixty-six.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Five minutes
0: after five o'clock on a President's Day Monday, it is the eighteenth day of the month, and we are celebrating National FFA Week. It officially commenced on Saturday. It runs all week long. So from time to time, we'll be bringing you up-to-date information on what our Wisconsin State FFA officers are going to be doing with their chapters, what chapters are doing with their community. The theme this year for the National FFA Celebration, FFA 1. Amelia Hayden, who is our current Wisconsin State FFA president, going to be chatting with us about that coming up after 5.30. It's a long time since women were allowed in the FFA, and now they've become quite a dominant force, not just on officer teams but his membership as a whole. Amelia is going to tell you where the numbers stand on that in Wisconsin and nationally. That's after 5.30. So for today, we are looking for what's probably going to be a cloudy and cold President's Day. 23 are expected high overnight lows down to eight now remember stumacher ag meteorologist is on vacation this week so we'll take a closer look at the forecast before
2: 5:30. no one works harder to
3: help
0: you achieve your goals
3: we know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be
2: you won't find financial experts with more ag
0: knowledge and deeper rural roots
4: and as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com, trademarks of Compeer Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender.
2: The University of Wisconsin College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, new construction. Bob Boswell here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And I know the campus looks a whole lot different than when I was an undergraduate down there. And, Pam, I know down in the uh, the Meats area, they're really looking forward to the latest in technology. That should be done soon, the new Meats Lab, shouldn't it? Yeah,
0: they're hoping so, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And you're not kidding. Since you were on campus, Bob, they have probably built and tore down a couple different buildings in the same spot. Not because there's always a new look coming to the UW campus, especially College of Ag and Life Sciences, where they've got their uh, meat and biologics laboratory that is hopefully going to be completed for move in front part of May with a grand opening for the general public to see the state of the art facilities sometime this fall. I was talking about it with Dan Schaefer. He's in the meat science department uh, on the UW campus and has been overseeing not just the current building project, but the beginning of the conversation on this uh, meat science laboratory and he said what people have to realize is uh, this facility is unlike any other in the United States around the world for that matter and he expects that it's going to draw a lot of attention not only from future students but also industry leaders. This is a
2: great building Uh, this building will allow us to do so many things Um, I'm probably even more excited about the program in the building Uh, So there are three program themes to this building. One program theme is meat. Everything from pre-harvest to ready to eat product. Mm -hmm. The second program theme is meat product safety. So we will be able to test pathogens that occur in meat products. We'll be able to introduce them in a controlled way during the manufacturing process and then be able to study intervention methods, that is, ways to kill them. could be time or temperature, Mm -hmm. or it could be some yet Mm -hmm. unknown discovery as to how to kill pathogens. Mm -hmm. The third program theme is called animal biologics. So a biologic we are defining as a molecule or a tissue that is a harvest co-product. So it's the inedible part of the animal that arises from the harvest process. And then we seek to think about ways that those molecules or tissues could be used for some other animal or human health purpose, thereby adding value to those components of the animal. And in the end, adding value to the animal. Mm So there is just a rich field of discovery uh, when we can collect scientists to and ask them to orient their thinking to what might be in the gut pile yeah. that we could use for some other purpose. Right. There are examples, of course, already of things that are taken from the gut pile, but we think with modern biological science knowledge there are many more things to be thought of and extracted from the gut pile.
0: So I'm guessing that your peers in other universities in industry have been having conversations with you about this potential.
2: Well, I'd say we're pretty new. I mean, really, we're on animal biologics because someone from the industry came to us mm. and said, we've looked the world over and we haven't seen this kind of a program anywhere else. So could you do that at the University of Wisconsin? Then uh, we, uh, so we investigated that as an opportunity. Um, we're just searching for our first faculty position, and the name of that position is animal biologics. Mm-hmm. So we think we're just on the leading edge of this. We, we think that many certainly there's room for many other universities, and, yeah. and, and it will not be a thought that's controlled or limited to the University of Wisconsin. Right. It has benefits for all of animal agriculture. Right. Uh, and one of the one of the I think appealing storylines of this thought process is that we are harvesting something else from the animal that only the animal makes. It makes the fact that the animal gave its life to feed us even more enriching for society because there are other things that can come
0: to society from that animal. Right. That is cutting edge uh, thought and research. So now. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the time frame. Three different programs, as you described, that are all under one roof, uh, and the roof is quickly closing. It's coming together.
2: That's true. That's true. We expect to move into the new building around the 1st of May, uh, move in in May and June. And then um, during that time, there needs to be um, commissioning done, That e- the refrigeration and the lights and the heating and ventilation and all that stuff has to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we expect we could maybe do our first animal harvest in June or July. Uh-huh. There's a retail store in the new building. It is called Bucky's Varsity Meats. Okay. We expect to do a soft opening of that sometime around the first of July. Okay. Um, we expect refrigeration to be tested in August uh-huh. and sometime early fall we expect to have a grand opening.
5: Right, right.
2: Um, so we're starting to uh, we're starting to get staff hired for okay. that building. Um, and it's just a very busy, exciting, uh, <laughs> lot to be done, great time, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it is, and we have great support, of course, from the industry mm-hmm. that came together, and the legislature, that came together to help right. us build a new building on public ground right. with public and private funding, right. but I also have to say that within our college and campus we have great support, to my uh, great amazement, we have had just, we have not had a negative voice relative to the use of animals for meat and food. And I hope that continues.
0: Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about the students that are going to populate some of these classrooms, Dan. You know, uh, without incoming freshmen, without uh, uh, researchers that are working on PhDs or what have you, this facility could suddenly come into question. How are student populations looking? from here on out?
2: Well, let's see, I I might have to work into that question. The first thing I wanna say is that uh, students will be the principal labor force in the new building. Uh, There is no student who comes to the university thinking that they might like to have a career in the meat industry. So this building will put a fresh face on that industry and that career opportunity. So we already have about 15 students that work for us in the meat lab, but we expect to grow that Population to forty students that are working for us. Then we will have students coming through the classrooms, and um, we'll continue to expose them yeah. to animals, right. produce meat, and meat is a uh, humanly healthful, healthful, and wholesome food item. Right. So, um, how does this look? We will probably continue to need to advocate for our program and get it out in front of students to be seen.
0: Boy, but it's a lot easier when you've got uh, whiteboards and uh, high-tech screens. Tell them about uh, what a classroom demonstration will look like for students and for industry uh, experts that want to come in. The technology you guys are pulling in has got me amazed.
2: Yes, uh, and you may know this technology better than I do, but I I have, of course, I'll have to learn it too, but but we have two classrooms in this new building, one intended for resident instruction, that is students on campus, and another classroom that's intended for outreach instruction, so that we can have short courses or workshops on campus without having to work around the normal class schedule. They Mm -hmm. could both occur simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So both classrooms face toward each other, but between those two classrooms is this refrigerated USDA inspected space where we could bring carcasses into or we could put equipment into to do carcass evaluation or meat processing demonstrations. And the two classrooms each have their side of that cooler space so that both of those things can be going on simultaneously. Then uh, the video capability should allow us to take, to capture anything with image capture capability, and then beam that to wherever it needs to go on campus or around the world. Yeah. So, so so, so, I just want to say that these buildings are so expensive. We are so fortunate to have this building in this state. It is because we have a meat industry in this state, and we have a meat industry in this state because we have a dairy industry in this state, because all dairy cows go through a career change at the end of their life. Mm-hmm. They go from dairy to beef. So we have this building, which is expensive to build. Not many states will have the justification to make this kind of an investment. This will be a kind of program that exists on this campus for decades to come.
0: It's, you're, you're excited about it. I mean, there was this wild idea that one day Dan might want to retire. It sounds like you're just getting your second breath.
2: Well, I'm, I mean, my job right now is to really transition the old program from the old meat lab, the first part of which was built in 1930, into this new building that will open in 2019. And I'm pretty enthused about that. <laughs> and then I'm going to hand it off to someone else.
0: Dr. Dan Schaefer in the Meat Science Department on the UW-Madison campus, the new UW Meat Science and Animal Biologics Discovery Building, hopefully open and ready for move-in in in May, with the general public being invited in to sample Bucky's Butcher Shop sometime this summer and a formal grand opening for that beautiful state-of-the-art facility sometime this fall. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
6: I
0: got a
3: $5,000 signing bonus to join Santa Max. It was a no-brainer. I'm a CDL Class A truck driver for Santa Max. Home every day and no weekends.
7: Santa Max is hiring CDL Class A truck drivers with experience to join the DeForest Third Shift team. Quarterly bonuses and a $5,000 signing bonus.
3: Great pay, great company, and a $5,000 signing bonus.
7: Stop by the open house this Thursday from 2 until 5 p.m. at 605 Bassett Street, DeForest. Free gifts for all drivers who attend. Santa Max.
5: This guy has an artistic eye for every nook and cranny. The most delicate carving and weld is accomplished knowing the emotional value that each piece carries. He's the master goldsmith at William Thomas Custom Jewelry, and William Thomas customers think he's the best in town. Allow the master designers and distinguished goldsmith at William Thomas Custom Jewelry help you create that one-of-a-kind piece to celebrate the moment, the joy of life.
6: William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration. Your Custom Jeweler.
3: This is Dave Gary for the Princeton Clubs. Our lowest rates of 2019 have been extended for a limited time. We know getting back into shape can feel like a difficult task, so we make it as simple as we can to get you started with no joining fees, free child care, and all the support you need from our highly trained staff. All done in our world-class facilities. And check this out, when you join the Princeton Club this month, a portion of every membership is donated directly to Gildas Club of Madison. That's right. It's all part of our For a Better Tomorrow campaign going on all year. This month's community partner is Gilda's Club. We believe in building a better tomorrow for our members and community. So what are you waiting for? Come get started today while our lowest rates of 2019 are still available. Visit PrincetonClub.net for a free trial pass and learn more about our For a Better Tomorrow campaign.
4: Throwing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: All heaven help us this week if the weather is going to get crazy because as you probably picked up on Friday, Stumacher Ag Meteorologist is taking the week off for a little R&R. Much deserved, so let's keep our fingers crossed we don't have any major weather incidents because you got me and the weather forecast for a President's Day Monday. So over the weekend, a little light snow in some areas of the state. Now if we take a look at what's developing this week, as far as weather, we're not going to see any kind of warm up, especially today and tomorrow. In fact, we're colder than we were over the weekend. Today, cloudy skies are in our forecast. Daytime highs today, no better than 23 degrees. Tonight will drop down to 8 degrees. Tomorrow looks for more cloudy skies and not much of a change. 22 are expected high, with overnight lows down to 9. Then on Wednesday, we've got another new storm that may start to roll in. Could see some more snow on the horizon Wednesday. And by Thursday, might bounce up back towards 29 degrees. That'll be good news for anybody that wants to head to the Midwest Forage Association's annual meeting, Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. They'll get started with setup today. The conference itself officially beginning tomorrow. We'll talk about more food news in just a moment.
1: As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com.
0: Weather of a different type was getting a lot of social media attention last week, especially in the Pacific Northwest, where a lot of dairy farms got surprised by a nasty winter storm that brought not only bad temperatures, but a lot of snow and ice. One dairy calf was really getting a lot of attention on uh, social media. Calf's name was Oreo and uh, there was a picture that popped up on social media showing the calf covered with snow and ice. Media outlets, as you can imagine, jumped on the picture of the ice-encrusted calf. Now here's the news, the good news. Oreo was pulled out of that freezing weather and uh, taken back inside and nursed back to health. The farmer is Nick Cobb from C&C Farms.
8: But Oreo, he... (laughs) He, he was found right in the middle of the storm. I took him home. My my daughter and my wife, they worked him over pretty good to get him up and going. But,
9: yeah, he was a little more iced over than the other calves. That's why I
8: took him home to the tub, and they, they rubbed him down with towels, just as if the mom was licking
4: him and helped stimulate the body.
0: Yeah, you bet that is. Nick Cobb, he's the owner of Oreo. He says last week... In his part of the Pacific Northwest, it was tough. He's in central Washington, and he says uh, little Oriole had a particularly rough week.
8: The whole weekend has been just a blur, but yeah, he was picked up then. And then uh, he actually is a twin that I was trying to graft, and I pulled him from that mom I was trying to graft on and then just turned her loose through that winter, that storm. And then now I'm, I'm starting to graft again
4: on another cow.
0: Don't know if you heard that part from Nick, but he said he basically has put little Oreo onto another cow that had milk because he was a twin, Nick Cobb, the owner of uh, Ice Encrusted Oreo. But he says the weather has kept him busy, not just taking care of Oreo, but a whole lot of other livestock on his Washington farm.
2: Between the four of us,
8: there's 880 head, then there are hundreds, I think, another 100 on top of that. So there might be 980 head out here we're keeping track of.
0: And remember, they do it a little different out west than we do here in Wisconsin. Out west, those animals may be on a lot of widespread ground. Uh, So a lot of farms in the West to monitor the cattle and their condition have to either fly or drive or ride horses or snow machines to try to tag up with those animals and see how they're doing. But it does show the dedication of farmers when it comes to this nasty weather and taking care of their cattle. That's Nick Cobb. He's in central Washington. I'll tell you what, I hope those media outlets that were so quick to publish the pictures of little ice-covered Oreo are doing a little bit of a follow-up with Nick to tell the good news story about how farmers will go to pretty much any lengths to make sure that they're taking care of their cattle. I got a lot of pictures from our Wisconsin dairy farmers showing baby calves that uh, they had in uh, different uh, milk houses or uh, different locations trying to keep the little babers warm. So it doesn't matter where those farmers are, here or anywhere, they're always going to put those animals first. All right, coming up after 5.30, speaking of putting animals first, we're chatting with our friends from the UW School of Veterinary Medicine before 6. Can you imagine if we could discover a vaccine for cancer? Now, the current research they're working on on the UW-Madison campus is on canine cancer, trying to develop a vaccine that would protect our four-legged friends from that. Instead of, you know, treating it, we'd be preventing it. Dr. David Vail who is an oncologist at the School of Veterinary Medicine, going to tell us more about that and share the story from the School of Veterinary Medicine after 5.30. It's 5.25. This
1: is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: It is amazing what a few creature comforts do to improve my day when I jump in my ride. Pam Yonke here for my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street, Sun Prairie. What am I talking about? Oh, things like heated seats, heated steering wheel, remote start. I'm using those items every day to get the ice off my windshield, make sure that my truck's a little warmer when I get in, and it improves my day. Zimbring Chevrolet and Sun Prairie has got a couple different lease specials going on right now. So stop on out, take a look at those options, and do a test drive. Oh, yeah, I said a winter test drive. Why? Well, it lets you put that Chevy through its paces, not just because you see how fast the seats get warm, But think about the handling and braking on back roads with Wisconsin winter. It's really going to let you know how it handles, isn't it? Because summer days, well, those are easy. If you're like me, your life doesn't stop just because there's snow on the ground. I know my Chevys get me there. What about you? Stop out and visit with my friends. Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie.
1: As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com.
5: Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant, necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more Modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers.
4: Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard.
9: The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft.
4: To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. (laughs) High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association.
6: We'll be keeping an eye on, uh, you know, the, the free agent tracker here in the next few weeks as we get, you know, closer to the start of the, the NFL season. And obviously two huge names, both from the same team, uh, now continue to be, you know, linked to the Packers, whether one makes sense from a trade point of view with, you know, Antonio Brown and, and the trade demands earlier in the week, or one is a free agent with Le'Veon Bell, you know, officially kind of hitting the open market. Um, you know, these both these names have been out there. Could you see a scenario ever, Rob, where... Either one of these guys, whether it's a free agent route with with Bell or a, a trade with Brown, ends up in, in the Packers roster.
8: Yeah, I don't think anything's out of out of the question right now, Joe. Personally, I you know I think they've got a far greater need for a wide receiver, a veteran wide receiver um, like like a Brown than they do a running back like Bell. Um, you know, I'm a huge Aaron Jones guy, and and I think he's got a nice complimentary piece to him there, and in, in Williams, um, that I think they'll be just fine running the football. And, and we all know they're going to run it a lot more under Matt Lafleur than they than they did under Mike McCarthy. Um, and and I think if they hammer away and if Jones can stay healthy, um, you know that, that's a team that can average uh, you know 130, 140, 150 yards a game on the ground next year, guys. Instead of you know the 110 that you typically saw with with McCarthy. Um, so I just I think there's enough pieces in place at the running back position. I wouldn't chase that. I would chase offensive line guys and get that solidified before I would, I would chase another running back. Um, I actually think Ted did a pretty good job restocking that position a, a couple of years back when he, got, when he got both Jones and Williams in, in what, the 17 draft. Um, now, I, I do think there's an absolute enormous need to add a veteran presence at wide receiver to go along with Devontae Adams. Are you going to break the bank? Are you going to uh, bring on a potential headache in Antonio Brown? That I don't know. Um, obviously, you need to do your due diligence and, and do all your homework there. Does he want to new contract, guys? Um, is, is What kind of teammate is he going to be? We know he didn't get along well with Roethlisberger. How is he going to coexist with Rodgers? How is he going to fit inside that locker room? Uh, because he obviously became a problem in Pittsburgh. And then, and then the backside of that, Joe, is you know, what do you have to give up? Are you giving up one of those two ones that you have right now for a 29-year-old guy who, I mean, let's be honest, probably has, three really highly, maybe four productive seasons left uh, before you would uh, look to replace him. Is, is that worth the price of a one? Maybe it is. Um, but you get you have to find some help for Devontae Adams. Jimmy Graham was supposed to be that guy. He certainly wasn't. Uh, the young guys weren't ready. Um, do you think one of them can make a jump to be a, a 60 to 70 catch guy next season? That's a lot to ask. Did you see enough? I'm not sure I did. I don't think any of those guys are are ready to make a Greg Jennings year two kind of a jump, guys. Like we saw a decade ago when, when Jennings had a great, really good rookie year, and then came on like game buster. So, my I, I still think their best, uh, you know, best path is, is is to add to improve the offense, guys. Is improve the offensive line and, and add a veteran wide receiver. Um, if you add Antonio Brown, guys, um, and, and you can check all the boxes and feel comfortable with with that particular trade, your offense becomes pretty pretty dynamic pretty quickly i just the question you always have with a guy like that is 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 the baggage and, and how is he going to fit with the rest of the team uh, but if you can get answers that you're satisfied with and and, and there's you know it, it's not absolutely going to crush you joe against the cap because there's going to be huge cap ramifications to bring him to bring him onto your football team um it, it becomes a pretty exciting offense if all of a sudden you throw him into the mix
6: Visiting with our packer insider Rob Reichel, Forbes. dot com, Yeah, I mean, the, the money certainly Robbie a part of it, but this was a team that was already set up uh, pretty well with, with the salary cap, and and you know that doesn't even count what's probably coming on the pike with, with Clay Matthews and Randall Cobb and if you want to really entertain, you know, you know, Nick Perry, even Brian Bulaga, veteran guys who are making a lot of money that maybe would be, you know, cut or cap hits, you know, are they going to have uh, almost endless amounts of money when it comes to free agency or, 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 is the money eventually going to be a concern?
8: Well, they certainly have the money to start, Joel. you know, then, then the question
4: becomes,
8: you know, how many, how many of these bigger pieces can you add? Um, because there are holes all over the roster. I mean, let, let's be honest. They need help with outside linebacker. Which, when we look at the defensive side, they need two safeties right now, guys. They, they might need two outside linebackers. Um, the draft is stocked with talent on the defensive side of the ball. My best guess is, that, is their first pick will be on the defensive side of the ball. <clears throat> and they try to keep building building that unit, guys. Um, the defensive line is probably the strongest position in the draft. Uh, you, you couldn't fault them if they took a deep
1: this is the Farm Report with Pam Young.
0: 5.35 now on a Monday morning. Coming up before 6 o'clock, can you imagine if we could find a vaccine against cancer? Well, they're working on it at the School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW campus. We're talking with an oncologist before 6. His name, Dr. David Vale, And right now, they're in the middle of research to create a vaccine for canine cancer fascinating work and another reason why I want you to be engaged in what's going on with the building project for the School of Veterinary Medicine. Stick around for that story before six o'clock. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Service's Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a President's Day Monday. Don't forget, markets are closed today for this holiday. On this date, back in 1977, the space shuttle took its maiden flight It was called the Enterprise. Remember that one? It was on the back of a Boeing 747 aircraft. That's how they got it basically from one place to another. Back on this date in 1930, we discovered the planet Pluto. And drumroll, please. On this date back in 1914, Pee Wee King was born in Milwaukee. Now you'd say, wait a minute, Yankee, what's the big deal? So Pee Wee King has actually been inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. He was a co-writer of the classic song, Tennessee Waltz. And here's the drum roll. He grew up on a dairy farm in Abrams. That's my hometown. In fact... I got family members that used to be good buddies with Pee Wee King back in the day. Now, there's my claim to fame. Focused in on food news for a Monday, this is National FFA Week. And, of course, our Wisconsin State FFA officers are moving across the state, trying to coordinate with FFA chapters and community activities to raise the visibility of the association. Amelia Hayden is our current Wisconsin State FFA president. This year, the National FFA has focused in on females involved in the organization and what you may not realize in 2019 is today males females it's about a 50-50 blend.
7: Currently we're about 50-50 with males versus females but when we look at students who are in leadership positions whether it's state officers or chapter officers across the nation and state we actually see more ladies involved in leadership positions than males.
0: Tell me a little bit about uh, how that's changed either programming or a different way of looking at community activities. Tell me about that female influence in the FFA?
7: I think one thing that females definitely bring to the table is a variety of career opportunities in FFA. While we don't necessarily see women going to this category A of ag careers and men going to category B, there is a little bit of a trend versus what males do versus females in their ag careers. And so we've seen more FFA opportunities now shedding light on some different careers that are away from production agriculture, but still very important in supporting our food and fiber industry.
0: So give me a little sense on those trends that you're noticing specifically about female involvement.
7: Uh, We see a lot of females taking leadership, but then also, I would say, taking leadership beyond their FFA membership. For example, our first Wisconsin FFA female president, Amber Keller from the Blackhawk FFA, now serves on the Wisconsin FFA Foundation board. So we're seeing a lot of those females coming back to FFA after they graduate and serving in those leadership positions to help out younger students now
0: amelia hayden she's our wisconsin state ffa president you're going to hear from a couple of our officers this week as we celebrate national ffa week find out more about what's happening in your community wisconsin ffa.org or the national scene ffa1 that's their theme this year online ffa.org it's 539 when
1: a company only does business in wisconsin that's wisconsin strong when their employees live where you live That's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more.
0: So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke here for my friends at McFarland's 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarland's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin Roadways. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City.
1: No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming in this way of life can be.
7: You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand.
4: Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready 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 to to champion champion rural together. together.
3: Learn more at Compeer.com. Compeer Financial, equal credit opportunity lender.
0: So the markets are idle on this President's Day. I'll tell you what, those uh, trade negotiators from the United States are picking up a lot of frequent flyer miles. They met in Beijing on Friday with uh, China's President Xi, jumped on a plane, headed back to the United States. Now today, they are going to get ready for more meetings in Washington D.C. with the Chinese trade delegation coming from Beijing, so they are going to be working on that this week. Didn't make much of a difference on Friday in Chicago. I'll tell you that going into the three-day weekend, December corn was unchanged at three ninety-nine and a quarter. November beans were up four at nine fifty-two. July new crop wheat dropped four on Friday to five oh nine and a quarter. No change on barrel cheese that finished at half. and a half. Forty-pound block cheese was unchanged at one fifty-eight. And double butter unchanged at two. 25 a pound. Fluid milk for March down 4 at 14.52 April down 3 at 14.43 a hundredweight. So that's kind of where they're going to stand for a President's Day Monday. Coming up next, canine cancer. If we can find a vaccine for our dogs, could we potentially find a vaccine for humans? Talking about that with Dr. David Vale, oncologist from the School of Veterinary Medicine on campus next.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
10: A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Botox is very safe. We've used it for many years. Botox is a purified protein. It's used to relax wrinkles in your face, such as in the forehead and crow's feet, lines around the eyes. These treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie are virtually pain-free and are very simple and quick. They are more affordable than you would think, being a fraction of what a facelift might cost, but the result is very natural softening of the lines and wrinkles. Most people tell me that their friends don't notice, that they just look rested and they look better. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
8: Bent spoons, jewelry, Legos. Over the years, your friends at Benjamin Plumbing have found all sorts of items that can obstruct a garbage disposal. Hey, it's an everyday common occurrence. When your pulverizing garbage disposal comes to a grinding halt, Benjamin Plumbing will dispatch one of their capable service techs to check things out. It could be an interesting discovery. Or it could be your old garbage disposal has simply seen its last day. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Grumpy garbage disposal? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing.
3: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
7: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
4: Benjamin Plumbing. Chicken, sheep, and cows, oh my. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Chicken, sheep, cows, horses, dogs, cats, you name it, they're taking care of it at the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. And remember, we are reminding you about their building campaign. The School of Veterinary Medicine has outgrown its space. They need a facelift. You can find out more about their plans online at animalsneedheroes2too.com. Even while they continue to spread the message of uh, needing that building expansion, there's fantastic research happening today. I had a chance to visit with Dr. David Vale. He's an oncology specialist in the School of Veterinary Medicine right now, they are undertaking a study that would basically provide a vaccination for canine cancer. Can you imagine not having to treat cancer, but prevent it? It's a whole new way of looking at how we take care of our animals. And Dr. David Vale is just one of those at the School of Veterinary Medicine that's at the forefront of this research. I asked him to tell me a little bit more about his background and more specifically what this canine cancer vaccine is may mean not just for the school in Wisconsin, but for animal owners everywhere.
9: I've been a faculty member here at University of Wisconsin since 1990. I did my uh, internship and residency in medical oncology at Colorado and uh, came right here out of that.
0: You know, now people are going to say, wait a minute, did he just say medical oncology? Help people understand how very similar a medical doctor and a doctor such as yourself are trained and then when you're in the research side of things, how often you can collaborate.
9: Yeah, so it's um, in, in many ways it's uh, similar in that uh, t- in order to get into veterinary school in North America, you usually have an undergraduate degree and go through four years of medical school. And then when you complete that, uh, you're essentially a general practitioner from on the veterinary side. Uh, if you want to uh, go into an advanced specialty like medical oncology, which is my specialty, uh, then an internship and a three year residency is generally follows your your other degrees, so twelve years later uh, you 're in a position where you can uh, start to specialize
0: now this uh, facility, the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, is fantastic as far as those specialties are concerned, and the technology that 's all under one roof, although the roof is uh, busting at the seams. Tell me what you 're most proud of here on campus that maybe the average person driving past isn't aware of
9: well i think actually what i'm most proud of is the collaborative nature of of the university of wisconsin it truly is a a major teaching and research university internationally known uh, we uh... here at the veterinary school in medical oncology are all members of the carbone cancer center at the human uh, cancer center and we collaborate we meet monthly with our physician uh... Um, uh... compatriots and um uh discuss ways that this whole idea of one medicine that is applying and uh moving the envelope forward as far as or uh stretching the envelope as far as coming up with novel therapies for cancer and certainly uh this process isn't limited to just cancer uh really all branches of medicine uh, um, uh work in a comparative uh methodology here at University
0: of Wisconsin but of course, in my, my area, it is cancer medicine. Right. And we're right on the very edge of some very unique opportunities, we hope, when it comes to cancer. Tell me about the collaboration you're involved with, Dr. Vale, with a vaccine that could ultimately not only benefit our animal partners, but our people.
9: Yeah, so we've uh, become involved in a, a national trial evaluating a new prophylactic anti-cancer vaccine. And when I say prophylactic, uh, what, what's implied by that is that we are using a vaccine before an individual has actually developed cancer in order to prevent that cancer. So just in the way that you would receive a flu vaccine, uh, you're getting the vaccine in order to prevent something in the future happening, mm-hmm. uh, i.e. the flu. So the technology for anti-cancer vaccines over the last 10 or 20 years has been to wait until an individual develops cancer and then try and create a vaccine against the cancer that that individual has. This is kind of going back a step and trying to stimulate the immune system in such a way that when you do develop cancer very, very early in the process, in microscopic cell numbers, that your immune system is already primed and ready to kill that cancer.
0: Right. And the other interesting part is, we're not. you notice how he's not segregating a specific cancer because uh, the current investigation underway looks at proteins potentially from different cancers. Tell me how you've been working through that process.
9: Yeah, so uh, a group at Arizona State University, Dr. Stephan Johnson, uh, he has developed some technology that uh, has been evaluated in samples that have been provided uh, from uh, canine patients with cancer and also they've looked in people and in uh, rodent cancers as well and found that there's a set of proteins it's actually thirty to forty proteins that seem to be present in much higher numbers in cancer cells in general Mm -hmm. rather than normal cells and that's regardless of the cancer type so for example breast cancer bone cancer thyroid cancer they all have uh, an overabundance of these particular mutated proteins mm-hmm. that could potentially be targeted by the immune system. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why we're talking about what research is underway on the UW-Madison campus, the School of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. David Vale with us. So where are we at with this potential vaccine then, Dr. Vail? Uh, as you said, you guys have been collaborating for a while. What stage are we at right now? Where do you hope it moves?
9: Well, we're at the very beginnings of the clinical trial. Uh, some of the the uh, safety data has been done on the vaccine as far as looking at uh, uh, normal dogs that have been vaccinated looking for side effects. And other than the, the typical vaccine side effects of local uh, swelling, maybe some local pain uh, that's very transient. We haven't, uh, experienced any, any overt, uh, adverse events. So we're in the, the final manufacturing process of the vaccine. Uh, what happens now is that our patients come in and they're screened for cancer. Uh, and if they are found to not have cancer, uh, then they're randomized to receive either the new vaccine, which is the proteins mixed with an adjuvant, and what an adjuvant is, is a, it's a molecule that stimulates the immune system, uh, or the placebo group, which just gets the immune stimulant without those proteins. Then those dogs are followed for five years to determine if they, if they will develop cancer, and we compare what is the cancer rate in the vaccine group versus the the adjuvant group.
0: Now, this is just one example of the cutting-edge research that's happening here at the School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. But as I've told you before and we continue to stress, this building is maxed out. Dr. Vale, you said you've been here since 1990. It'd be nice if I could visit with you without having to sit on top of a pile of newspapers or such. This facility is taxed to its max. How does that compromise or slow down some of the research you envision?
9: Well, it can have a tremendous impact. Uh, We have had to um, essentially duct tape our way into uh, 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 facilities. Uh, We've outgrown our office space when we uh, try and make new hires for new technologies and new advancements. Uh, We just don't have the office space. Uh, One of the, the the one medicine approaches that we're very proud of here at the veterinary school is the development of of tomotherapy a, a novel form of radiation therapy that uh, we were helpful uh... in developing the very first patients were uh, uh... uh... pet dogs with nasal cancer and now those machines are all over the world treating humans with cancer but in order to do that research we actually had to um, add, 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 add a building on to the side of our building uh, because we just didn't have the room to, to house the new uh, uh, investigational unit. So uh, we're really maxed out. We uh, uh, had our first graduating class in 1987. Uh, we've tripled the number of patient accruals every year that come here that the building is designed to hold. I uh, and and we're just we're just out of space yeah
0: now the reason we bring this up is obviously uh we're in the beginning phases of the building project work here on the UW campus for the School of Veterinary Medicine Animals Need Heroes 2, that's T-O-O dot com, can tell you more about the plans here. This is not about, you know, just donations. Obviously, those are welcome. But it's also about telling the story with your elected officials, your state and federal legislators, uh, in case we need uh, some financial support or at least understanding from them. Uh, do you talk often with those elected officials, Dr. Vail? Do they really understand what a gem we've got here on the UW-Madison campus?
9: yeah our our uh, dean uh, mark markel has and our administration has had uh uh discussions with um our local politicians and our uh, state politicians uh they uh, have come through just recently on tours and have had a look at the facilities and and i think really do recognize uh, just how cramped we are
0: Well, as I said, uh, someday hopefully you and I will find success to the building campaign and I'll have a chair of my own. Dr. David Vail, along with us, he is on the cutting edge of a vaccine that could actually uh, help your animals battle cancer. And the research only going on because of this research-minded facility on the UW-Madison campus. But they're in desperate need of more space for the innovations, the great ideas, the cutting-edge science that people like Dr. David Vail are working on. Find more on how you can engage in the process. Like I said, donations are welcome, but it's even better if you send an email, mail a letter, Make a phone call to your elected officials and let them know how important you consider this facility and its future upgrade on the UW-Madison campus. Dr. David Vale, along with us, talking about oncology.